Hi, Shannon Waller here, and welcome to the Team Success Podcast. Today, we're going to do episode number five of the Multiplication by Subtraction mini-series. So if you've not had a chance to go back and listen to previous episodes, please do. There's lots to be gleaned from that. And today, we're really going to wrap it up with two main focuses. One is just to really clarify the mindset you need to be in in order to subtract, in order to multiply. And the other is the actual steps you need to go through. And here's the good news, is that the actual conversation is usually really short. So if you've been procrastinating or putting things off for a long time, you'll discover that the actual event itself doesn't take all that long. Getting ready for it, however, might take a while. Before we jump into that, though, let's refresh our thinking on why it's important to look clearly at your organization and understand what the opportunities are and what the costs are. So the opportunities of multiplying your results by subtracting a wrong fit person and the costs of keeping that person on. So we've talked about that in previous conversations. But again, to actually make the final decision, you have to be really clear that you are pruning. And this goes back to Dr. Henry Cloud's brilliant book, Necessary Endings, which totally inspires me. And you are pruning your organization. If you think about your company as an organism that needs to stay healthy and strong and vital so that all the nutrients can flow and you can grow strong and produce really beautiful flowers or whatever you happen to be growing. But things get in the way of that. There's some dead wood. That's actually pretty easy to decide on. But it's when things or even people are okay, but they're not great or they start to kind of wither a little bit and you don't notice because it's been around so long and you're just like, oh, that's the way it always is. And you start to take things for granted. We really do though have to look at the overall health of our organization. And I am so clear about the benefits of when someone has clearly identified themselves as a wrong fit, you're not doing this to them. This is something that people choose on their own, consciously or unconsciously, but it's up to us to support and to protect the health of our organization. And that's a responsibility that all of us as leaders have. And even as a team member, if you're listening to this, it's important that you speak up. If someone's doing something that's clearly counter to what the company's up to or that countervenes one of its values, you kind of need to say something about it. It's not name calling. It's not, you know, this is not a children's playground. This is a business. This is something that you need to protect and take care of. So I think it's really important that we respect the overall picture, not just want to avoid that one particular circumstance. Now, the other reason why people don't take action is because we put ourselves in that person's shoes. We're like, oh, it is so awful being let go. It is so awful being fired. We have great empathy. We just dread it. But I have to let you know through numerous years of experience doing this, that a lot of times the people, maybe not immediately, I'll grant you that, will come back and say, you know what? You were right. I was really starting to take things for granted. I was letting things slide. This was not my unique ability, is what our team members say to us. So they may not have made the call, but they were waiting for you to make that call. My team just reminded me today that we had one team member who when in the firing conversation, the subtracting conversation, if I can call it that, he said, oh, well, what took you so long? What? (laughs) How obnoxious is that? He knew. He was just waiting for us to see how long he could milk us for, which is obnoxious, but a very good lesson at the same time. Now, most of the time, that's not the case. You may be afraid of tears. (laughs) We've talked about that before. Most of us don't like tears. You may be afraid of someone throwing a punch. (laughs) Again, doesn't happen very often. (laughs) 
In fact, almost never, but physical force could be something you get worried about. But most people will be moderately upset, disgruntled. It is definitely an interruption at the very best to what their plans were for the day. But a lot of times people, upon reflection think, oh, okay, actually, I'm freed up now. I couldn't make that decision. I wasn't willing to make that decision. You made it for me. All of us prefer circumstances when they're our own idea. We tend to not like things as much when it's someone else's idea. But sometimes we can come around to that way of thinking. And I've talked to a lot of entrepreneurs who have gotten fired from positions. And some of them take it fairly matter-of-factly. It's like, oh, yeah, I wasn't a right fit for that role. And almost everyone I've spoken to said, yes, it actually set me off on the right path. I was going on the wrong path because that's what I was taught. That's what I was trained. That's what I was told I had to do. I was trying to conform to someone else's idea, and it wasn't working, but I couldn't make the call. And someone else did. It was a little abrupt. can't say I enjoyed the moment, but it set me off on the right path. Well, I love that. So sometimes if people aren't willing to make that decision for themselves, then we need to assist them in that decision. So again, I want you to be very cognizant of the bigger picture as you are going through to take these specific actions. And even if you're worried about it, even if you're nervous about it, as I usually am, that's not enough to justify not taking action. There are far bigger things at stake, and your team's success and well-being is at stake. And that does outweigh one person. All right, so once you've committed to taking action, here's what I want you to know. Number one is to get prepared. So before this happens, please do not make a snap decision after reading a book or listening to anything or having conversation going, okay, that's it, this afternoon is over. You're going to leave yourself open and vulnerable, especially legally, which I am not recommending. So let's be really clear that you have your ducks in a row before you take action. So number one is to get advice and to consult with an employment lawyer. Now, the reason that you want to do that is because the laws in different provinces, in different states, in different countries, they vary widely, and you want to make sure that you're compliant. You have good reason for what you're doing, but you need to make sure that that's legal in the eyes of the law as well. Otherwise, they'll come back and haunt you. So that's really, really important. You need to understand what you can or cannot offer a departing team member because, again, standards change depending on where you are. After you get really good, solid advice that you're confident in, now is when you want to prepare the paperwork or have someone prepare that for you. If you've got an HR person in-house, fantastic. If you need to write up a simple contract, great. Have your lawyer do that. If you outsource your HR, they're quite capable of doing this process as well. In fact, that is what they do for a living. So you want to make sure that you have those papers ready when you go into that conversation or they're available immediately afterwards for whoever's going to kind of clean up the situation. Now, the third thing, which may sound a little bit odd, but all of us have things that we need to protect in our organizations, primarily our data. So you want to take security precautions. For us, we have key codes. So we change the code. <laughs> We make sure we get someone's pass key. We make sure that we delete their account from the database and things like that. So you want to make sure that as soon as that person's gone, depending on what the circumstance is, and I'm pretty much talking about here when you're exiting someone from the building, if it's the more gracious exit where someone sends out an email saying, okay, I'm decided to leave the company because that's what you both agreed upon and they've resigned and they maybe have a week or two to get their affairs sorted. You don't have to go to quite these extremes. But at the same time, if there is someone that needs to kind of leave now, and that even often happens with senior positions just because they simply have access to all of that information. You do want to be prepared at the right time to exercise those security precautions. And lastly, in the preparation stage is to have at least a rough idea 
or a plan for how that person's work is going to be handled. So who do you know? What are their most urgent projects that need handling? What client situations are they involved in? What projects? And we've actually had someone who needed to be exited from the company. And what was really great about this person is that they were so concerned. They gave us a status update and let us know and gave us information to make sure that the projects that they've been working on were actually taken care of, which was a very classy way to exit as far as I was concerned. The way that it worked out wasn't a right fit any longer, but they really wanted to make sure that we were looked after. And I thought, again, so that was a very well done way to leave. Now, during the conversation, this is probably what you've been mulling over in your mind. So here's what you need to know about actually having the conversation, because this is what most of us dread the most. It's actually pretty short, (laughs) often less than 15 minutes. And here's what one of our clients told me after he'd read this section of the book. He said, Shannon, he said, I have been postponing and delaying and procrastinating upon this decision for months. And he said, I got to this part of your book you said it took less than 15 minutes. He said, I can do that. <laughs> I just laughed. He said, all of this, it's only 15 minutes. He said, that's okay. <laughs> so he told me about some of the changes he'd made. And it was very fun because we are dreading this as though it's this big thing. And really, it's short-term pain. You've been experiencing long-term pain. This is actually short-term pain. So it's short suffering, which will get you to a much better result. So if you can gear up for that, then you're going to be all right. Now, where are you going to have this conversation? Somewhere private. This is not a public event. This is not for public consumption. So you want to be sure it's somewhere private where you can speak plainly. Other people are not standing outside the door. That would be eavesdropping. That would be terrible. So you want to make sure that you're respectful. So often a conference room, sometimes someone's office, where you can close the door, solid. If it has to be off-site, that's another option as well. But just that it's respectful because this is a private conversation. And again, you want it to be brief. Now, a little trick about the conversation that I've learned is that when you're delivering shocking news to anyone, this fits into that category, you want to say the bottom line up front because after you say what you have to say, first of all, you don't want them confused about your point. And that can happen. Some of us like to use a lot of words and we can actually confuse someone. They can leave not knowing that they're fired. Not good. So you want to say something to the extent of something like this. I've made a decision and unfortunately, today is your last day. Now, if you don't feel like saying unfortunately, you can say and today is your last day, whatever is relevant for you. And then the kind of little buzz will start in their brain and they won't actually most of them fully hear you (laughs) for the next few minutes because they are slightly in a state of shock. It wasn't what they were expecting to have happen. Unless they've seen other people walk down the hallway and you've had packets of paper ready. In that case, they may not be as surprised. But for most people still, it's an abrupt conversation to have. And then you want to concisely explain your reasons, but not too much. You don't need to go into a lot of detail. Something like, we don't find that you're right fit for the role. And you may need to provide some specific examples. We tend to keep this short because the decision is final. The most important thing is for them to accept it, not to try and justify their actions. We tend to do a lot of due diligence. We're thoughtful about how we do things, and the person may or may not agree. That's to be expected. But again, it's not negotiable, and that's really what they need to know. Oftentimes, as I said earlier, 15 minutes or less. Done. So all of your nervous, like getting ready, can dissipate fairly quickly. Then you want to go through the specifics, and this will go back to the paperwork part of your preparation. So go through the specifics, explain the details of what happens next. 
So you want to be clear, you know, we need to clear out your desk. We can either do this right now or we can have someone do it and send your things to you. Explain the paperwork. Make sure you get the security functions back, like their key, their pass card, any of those sorts of things. And then if you are making them an offer, explain what the terms are. Most times they'll need to sign it back if that's what you're doing. But again, your employment lawyer can give you really good direction on that. Then they need to pack up. So most people have some personal effects at their desks. If they're not in a great space to do that right then, you can offer to do it for them or have them come back after hours. There's lots of ways to get that handled gracefully. So if they're leaving that day, escort them to their office space so they can pack up their personal effects or make arrangements to ship it to them at a later time. And then lastly, you really want to make sure they get home safe. Again, they've had an interruption to their day. So if they're fine to drive, great. If they don't, then arrange to have them taken home by a cab or something like that. So again, you want to be responsible for their safety. And again, that's a classy way to do something. Afterwards, you want to tie up loose ends. Just because they leave the building doesn't mean it's done, done. So you need immediately, and often our team will have this ready, to really have an email drafted that you hit send on after they're gone to let your team know of the change and that you wish them well. This is not going to be a slam email. You're not slandering them. You're simply saying, unfortunately, it didn't work out, and we wish them well. Polite, concise. We also usually say, if you have any questions, please talk to your team letter or whoever is sending the message. So that's really important that they can actually have a conversation. And again, we don't give specifics, but we will say in general, it wasn't working out, different alignment of priorities, different alignment of values. You can kind of allude gently, but again, nothing harsh. Those details are private between you and the person. Now, the number one priority when you're communicating with your team is to reassure them that their jobs are safe and secure. I'm hoping this is just a one-time thing unless you're laying off a bunch of people, but if it's unexpected for the team, absolutely, they will need to be reassured. Even if it's not totally unexpected, it sends a ripple effect through your team, and they're like, what about my job? Because normally people don't think about that. And you want to reassure them that they do not need to worry. We've had people that we know are rock stars, and we tell them they're rock stars all the time, who are still worried about losing their job. And we're like, no, you're you're the kind of person we want more of. Can we clone you, please? You know, your job is safe and secure. So really reassure and reinforce that. That will be one of the most important things that you do with a team, especially if it was a high-level person or someone with a lot of personality and very social. I had a great team member one time. Well, she was great socially. She wasn't so great working-wise, who everyone knew. She was friends. She had candy in her office. Lovely, lovely person. No longer effective. And she was not going to make that decision, so I had to make it for her, which was very challenging. And I needed to let people know because she was everyone's friend. Not that I didn't still love and care about her, but it just was no longer a right fit working-wise. And people really pick up on how you feel about someone in that circumstance. And then you get to distribute the work because there will be stuff left over. So divvy it up. Try not to load it all in one person, please. They might drown because they already have another job. So spread it out. Lay out your plan. Ask for suggestions. And what I've heard more times than not, and I'm not that long ago, where a team member said, oh, it's so much easier not to have them here. The extra work is not a burden at all. Because being around that person was actually the hard work. So again, you'll be shocked and amazed about how people step up and how happy they are and how motivated they are that they don't have to deal with this weight that was pulling down the team or someone that they had to avoid or work around. That is stressful. Doing more of what they already know how to do, they're people with a big capacity. So that's doable. 
So your best case scenario here is that the person has anticipated it and understood why the decision was made. And they stay rational. They're like, okay, I'm disappointed, but I understand. You know, and they work out the terms with you relatively easily, and both of you go your separate ways. That will be your best case scenario. Does it always happen that way? Hmm, Not necessarily. You know, it's great if they update you on the status of their projects, and as I gave with the previous example. And those are the people that really want the best case for your company. Now, there's also a chance, a likelihood, that some people are going to respond not so well. It's almost never as bad as you fear. I will tell you that at the outset. And, you know, occasionally you'll get a few tears or get someone who doesn't understand. Unfortunately, sometimes those people who don't understand, it's the reason why they're being let go anyway. So they may never. (laughs) That might happen. Occasionally you may get anger. I've seen that a lot less. But you kind of just need to be compassionate and caring. You're still firm. The decision doesn't change. But you understand that this is a big disruption, not what they were anticipating. It's a shock in some way, shape, or form. So it's really important that you are supportive of them without changing your decision. And again, make sure they get home safely. Make sure that they're taken care of. Regardless of why someone isn't working out in your company, you still want them to land successfully on their feet. If you can support them in in any way, if you want to, you're not obligated, by the way, all the better. So this is where reference letters, confirmation that they work there, just sending people out with goodwill. If you catch the situation before it gets too bad, then you can say, this is not working out and I want to help you be successful. That's a very graceful exit. Sometimes you can't make that happen. So the most important thing to remember as you're looking at letting go of someone is that you do it to your standards. You want to be classy. You want to have people have fond memories of working with your company. You want to create some goodwill, even in what is a tough situation. So at the very minimum, treat people with respect. I mean, that's sort of an obvious thing to say, but sometimes when we feel like we have to build up this head of steam in order to take action, that can go to the wayside a little bit, but just stay calm and stay clear. You don't need to add any extra heat to the situation and treat people with respect, empathize with them, that's fine, support them in any way that you think is appropriate and be a class act in this situation. People will appreciate it. The final, final message is that you are not responsible for people you're responsible too. So if you want to exit someone from your organization, you are responsible to provide them with a clear exit strategy and a path and to treat the situation as gracefully as you can. But you're not responsible for how they respond. Some will choose to go into victim mode. You've done this to me, you know, and they're going to want to be rescued. Mm, that's not under your control. Others which is where I hope people get to, is they realize, oh, okay, I actually had something to do with this situation, if they did, or I just need to take ownership of it now and do what I can to make the situation better. And that's the much healthier approach if they can get there. But regardless, you're also responsible to protect and support your organization, which means that the right people are on board and the wrong fit people aren't. So I just really want to reassure you that you are making the right decisions if you're making it for the right reasons and for everything that we've talked about in multiplication by subtraction, that it gives you the confidence to know when you're responding accurately to what you're seeing in your organization and that you have the confidence to take action. Your organization is important. What you're building is important. What you're up to in the world is important and you need the right team to be able to do that. Great. So if you have any questions or comments, we'd love to hear them at questions at strategiccoach.com. Thank you very much for listening. And as always, here's to your team success. Hi, Shannon here. And thank you very much for listening. 
If you like what you heard today, please take a moment to rate the Team Success Podcast on iTunes. And we'd love it if you'd share the podcast with anyone else who could benefit. If you're interested in learning more about the Strategic Coach Program for Entrepreneurs, visit us at strategiccoach.com or the Strategic Coach channel on YouTube. For free downloads and more team success strategies, visit teamsuccesshandbook.com. Oh,